0: chapter 34 and 35 together and we'll move forward with, with this word amen you ready for the word today? amen, amen. you ready for the word today? Amen. it's not my word, it's God's word amen I'm just a servant you know, servant of a meal that he's prepared amen. amen no status in it just his to, just to humble servant John 13 34, let's read it together A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for another. One another. Amen. So we're just thankful for the word of God. Amen. I'm sure we have some first time guests in the house. Remember to fill out your connect card. Thank you for being here. We'll acknowledge you a little bit later during the service. Good to see all the rejoicers in the house. Any rejoicers in the house? That denotes some enthusiasm. Amen. To be a rejoicer means I got some energy. Amen. Got some enthusiasm. I'm, I'm excited and ignited about this opportunity to love on God and love on each other. Amen. Any rejoices in the house? Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. You. you can be seen. Good to see you, and thank you for being here. Good morning, everybody. Amen. We're continuing this series on brothers and sisters. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it's been an interesting journey to think about uh, how we're grafted into the family of God. and how we're supposed to be brothers and sisters to one another, brotherized and sisterized folk. Amen. And uh, we're called to do that. God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, they are our creator. Amen, somebody. Made us. Made in his image. And he's been dubbed father. Amen. And we are his children. Praise God. We're the children of God. And unfortunately, because of original sin, we come here distant from him because of that sin nature and that DNA that's been passed on to us that has us wayward, rebellious, aloof, indifferent in many instances, unconnected to the God who created us. But he is our Father, whether we realize it or not. And we are sisters and brothers, whether we acknowledge it or not. Amen, somebody. And as our Heavenly Father, he's like a parent. And the typical parent, to take a a chapter from the Zach Chronicles, I'm I'm a parent four times. Amen, somebody. Four children, uh, three-time grandparent, three grandchildren. Amen, somebody. So I've been through a few chronicles, through chapters of being a father. Amen, somebody. And being a grandfather. So I have a little experience about what I hope for in my children. Amen, somebody. I would imagine, (laughs) you know. I'm imagining this. I'm imagining, especially as they're younger, that they would be loving. Amen, somebody. I'm imagining this, that they wouldn't fight. Anybody else imagining that for your family, your children? Amen. That they would be fair with each other. Never unfair, equitable, fair. Amen, somebody. That they would seem to enjoy each other. As opposed to try to hurt each other. Amen, somebody. That they would work together with kindness and consideration whenever they do have conflict. And when conflict occurs, they would learn how to resolve that conflict in a civil, cordial way. Amen somebody. These are things that I hope for. That I hoped for. That they would not try to kill each other (laughs) if left alone with each other. That they wouldn't have chucky tendencies. Amen, somebody. You know, that you wouldn't have to hide the baby from the toddler. Amen, somebody. Fear of suffocation or dropping. (laughs) That they wouldn't annoy their parents. Amen, somebody. Oh, Lord. Amen. And you know, can you imagine, if I want those things for my children, what does God want for his children? Amen, Amen, somebody. That they would get along, that there wouldn't be sibling rivalry. There wouldn't be conflict or a combative spirit. That they wouldn't be in competition, clashing with each other, or, you know, having a dog fight or a duel of some type. Or. Face off. Amen. That they wouldn't grapple with each other, you know, match, you know, strife, struggle, a tug of war, warfare, if you will, within the household. Amen. Manifested in things like name calling. Amen, somebody. You know, we love each other. We wouldn't call each other out one another's names, would we? Blaming. You know, you wouldn't poke somebody, just just fall, just out of nowhere just poke them or punch them. Amen, somebody. Uh, and uh, you wouldn't steal from your sibling, or lie on your sibling, or challenge their belief. You know, they got a strongly held belief, something they love, something they're passionate about, and you just poo-poo all over it. Amen, somebody. That you wouldn't be arguing. Simply simply looking at each other, not with eyes of affection and admiration and endearment, but, you know, giving you that old crazy look. <laughs> like they want to tear you apart. Amen. That, uh, that you wouldn't be just a tattler, you know, that you protect some things. You wouldn't break something that belongs to somebody else and not even hardly apologize when you break it. Y'all children don't do this kind of stuff, okay? So I'm just talking about the Zach Chronicles. <laughs> Amen. Uh, you wouldn't throw somebody something at somebody. Amen, somebody. Or hide something that's important from somebody. Wouldn't do that kind of thing, would you? You know, why, why do we fight? Why do we fuss? Why do we argue? Why do we disrespect and devalue each other? Amen, somebody. God is calling us to have an enlightened place, to, to get along. You know, like Rodney King said, can't we all just get along? Amen, somebody. You know, they fight because they, they want our attention, I guess. They, they may get bored or annoyed with a sibling and, you know, seem like, well, it's more, more exciting to be in the midst of conflict. You know, they want to connect or dominate physical contact. But we, as parents, we have to try to referee this, right? And make sure our children don't bully each other. Amen. God is trying his best to make sure we don't bully each other, but we do it all the time. He's trying to, his best to make sure that we don't call each other out out our names, that we don't, uh, you know, uh, just look down on on our brothers and sisters. Uh, and uh, so sometimes. We need to learn. Somebody say learn. learn. Amen. Learn about power struggles. Learn about conflict resolution. Learn about negotiation and compromise. Amen. I hope that's what you're imparting with your cho- to your children. And God is trying to impart that to you and I. His children. How we interact with each other. The word of God says, "And the walk and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. To love, to sacrifice. That's what we're supposed to be about. First Thessalonians 4.9 Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. Amen, somebody? So we have this ethic of love. Love transcends everything. It should be the connector. The word of God says that God is love. And so we manifest his love when we are loving. Amen. We are extensions of him when we love each other. Amen. That means even loving strangers. The word of God went so far as to say we should love even enemies and frenemies. Amen. Amen. Love. You know, how is love manifested? Love is manifested through forgiveness. Amen, somebody. If I'm going to be a good brother or sister, I got to forgive. Amen. Because they're going to hurt your feelings every now and then. They're going to get on your last nerve. They're going to violate some your space in some way, shape, form, or fashion. But God is calling us to forgive. Amen. Pay Luke 17:3. pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. The question is, do we ever repent? It's tough for some of us to just simply say, I am sorry. It's difficult to have that level of pride and defensiveness that we can't say, I'm sorry. That ought to be something that happens readily. God loved David because he, he apologized in real time. Amen. He didn't wait or linger. He He wrote sonnets and poems and, you know, and and, and prose and poetry, praise God, about his apologies. God, I apologize to you. Amen. I apologize to my brothers and sisters, praise God. So so God wants us to pay attention to others. Amen. You know, to to be attentive and loving toward each other. You know, how how do I become a good sibling? I'm unselfish. Loving. Forgiven, unselfish, amen. Proverbs eighteen one. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Amen. So what's what's selfishness? Selfishness is a type of isolation. Amen. I isolate myself rather than connect or contact or reach out or be in the midst. I I I, I recluse myself. I'm I'm cloistered. I'm, 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 sol- I'm, I'm, I'm solitary, I'm by myself, amen? When God is calling us to get in the mix, to mix it up with each other in a good way, to, to connect with people, to reach out to people, to take the initiative, to, to be cordial, to be kind, to be loving, to be civil, amen, somebody? You know, to network even, those are good terms. To network, to, to look for somebody. Today, before you leave church, you ought to see somebody in this place near you that you haven't connected with. And intentionally make a connection. How you doing? What's your name? My name is. That, that's, that's all it takes is an interest. And people want to feel and experience that we have an interest in them. But if we so, you know, we, we, we chalk it up to being shy or introvert, you know, or we. But it's really selfish. I got my circle of friends. I ain't letting nobody else in. I ain't got time for you. So it's, 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 it's being aloof and indifferent to who's in our space. God is calling us to connect with people. Praise God. How am I going to reach somebody for Jesus if I have a hesitancy to simply connect with people, to simply say hi, to simply start a conversation? Amen. You have something to say. Matter of fact, the Word of God says, if you open up your mouth for me, I'll speak for you. He'll give you something to say. You think you don't have nothing to say? Just open your mouth for him and see if he will not open up ideas and concepts and conversations and discussions. You know, you have this robust conversation coming out of nowhere just because you took the initiative. Amen, somebody? Pride, you know. That's a big one. I don't have time to go into that one. That could have its own message. Galatians 5, 26, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another, Amen. That's pride, you know, where I think I'm all that, you know, or you are beneath me, or you can't speak into my life, you're not qualified to say anything to me. I'm always, you know, defensive. That's pride. I'm always on the lookout for an insult. That's pride. Nobody can say something a little bit off or awkward to me because now I'm going to respond back in a prideful, defensive, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, way. Amen. I break down the pride and I, I encompass and I embrace humility, praise God. So I, I get rid of envy, I get rid of jealousy. I try to do battle with my past hurts and hang-ups and pains because that's what leads us to treat people wrong in the present is that we've been treated wrong in the past. Amen. So I do diligently seek to rectify my past and place it in the past. Learn to trust and love again. Praise God. Rachel was envious and jealous of her sister because her sister was able to bear children, and she wasn't able to bear children. Amen. This is her sister. Rather than celebrating her sister's fruitfulness and her sister's children and becoming that favorite auntie. Amen, somebody. She was jealous of a sister having children. Joseph's brothers were jealous because of the favor extended to him uh, by their father. You know, he created for him a a coat of many colors and a royal regalia to wear. And he said, here, we esteem him. And his brothers got jealous to the point where they sold him into slavery. Amen. They discounted him. They devalued him. They got tired of hearing about old, talented Joseph. Oh, oh, gifted Joseph, smart Joseph, the ace student. Amen, somebody. You know, strong. You know, he the, he, the, he, the, he the leader in the classroom. We athletic. He the prom king. All that. We tired of hearing about Joseph. Amen. Joseph got this chiseled jaws and looking good. <laughs> Amen, somebody. You know Joseph just got it going on, and we tired of Joseph. Amen, somebody. We tired of y'all talking about him, tired of hearing about him, tired of y'all bragging on him. Amen. I ain't as athletic as Joseph. I ain't the quarterback. I'm the water boy. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Amen, somebody. And you know we do this, we do this, we create these monsters. Amen. Among our own children, we're not. We don't have the same gifts, but we're all gifted. Amen. Listen, we don't have the same gifts, but we are all gifted. Amen, somebody. You know, I don't care who you are. I'm an identical twin, and we, we we don't have the same gifts. You know, I, I used to wonder, you know, we, Frederick and I are eating the same thing, eating the same thing, same meal, same beverages, everything. He still weighed five pounds more than me. We a little child. He weighed five pounds more than me. Always stronger than me. I could never beat him wrestling. Amen, somebody. You know, I, I'm like, what's up with this? That's my twin brother. We're supposed to be have the same DNA. We're supposed to be the same egg and all this kind of What's up with that? Why I get to be weaker? Amen. But then I was always faster. Amen, somebody and taller. They say, they say, Come on, let's race. Come on, let's race. <laughs> Let me show you what I got. <laughs> and he said, let me show you how to lift weights. <laughs> you know, no, you would always have that. And then, and then so, so you got differences and uniquenesses need to be celebrated, not punctuated, you know, and not put one gift above another. Amen. One may be, child may be good at chess. Amen, somebody. More introverted, more shy you know, uh, quiet, the other may be extroverted, you know, talkative, you know, just, you know, the attention getter. and we celebrate the attention getter. Amen, somebody. And then we say, oh, he just quiet, she just quiet. We don't find anything to celebrate. We need to get to know all our kids and celebrate them all. Amen, Amen, somebody. Not say like the old-school parent, oh, you my favorite. Talking to to another child. Now, so-and-so my favorite. Now, I love you the most, but so-and-so my favorite. Amen. Don't be be talking about no favorites and stuff. Amen, somebody. Love all your kids. Love all of them. Now, I was my mama's favorite. But she ain't tell me that until I was in my 30s. Amen, somebody. And she might have told all the kids the same thing. I just really don't know. I remember hearing about it. Amen, somebody. Well, God has called us to get rid of the pride, to get rid of jealousy. For I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find you not as I wish. And that you may find me not as you wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, disorder. I'm talking about among siblings, among the family, among brothers and sisters. Amen, somebody. You know, that's who you know. That's who you know about. That's who you conjecture about the most is the folk you know folk you grew up with. In other words, that's who you slander on the most. That's who you gossip about the most. You don't necessarily know the whole truth, but you fill in the gaps and connect the dots. Amen, somebody. I'm Some say, well, listen, stop doing that. Stop lying on your family members. Stop slandering. Stop gossiping. Say, well, it's a reality. Well, then, it's gossip. You got to tell everybody about it. Keep the bad news to yourself. Amen, somebody. We spreading everything on family members and loved ones and quarreling and jealousy and anger and hostility. God is calling us to come out of that place and to love our brothers. The Word of God says, How can you love a God that you've never seen and you can't love your brother and sister that you see every day? Amen, somebody. How can love be true if it's not evidence among you? Amen. Then he's called us to not be judgmental. In John 8 and 3, the Word of God says the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, placed her in the midst. They said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in, a, in the act of adultery. Now, where's the man? Now, in the law of Moses commanded us to stone such women. So, what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down, wrote with his finger on the ground, and as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone. Amen, somebody. You know, if you have never had made a bad decision, you shouldn't be that critical of folk who making bad decisions. Amen, somebody. We've all had times when we've made poor decisions. Amen? So we have, need to ask God to give us patience and tolerance and love and compassion. Amen? Compassion is when you can get into the skin of somebody else. Give me empathy, not, but beyond sympathy. Help me to care about people. Don't allow me to be harmful or condemning or judgmental in my thoughts about somebody else. Help me to find a way to excuse them, to love them, to forgive them. Amen, somebody? he said, well, it's hard to forgive when, they, when it seems like they're going to they gonna repeat the same act again. You know, that's when it's really difficult. You know they repeat offenders. You know, they're they going to repeatedly do the wrong thing. They're going to repeatedly come against you in some way. They're going to co- repeatedly hurt you. They're going to keep coming to you for money. <laughs> it ain't going to stop. Amen. So, so guess what? Your reaction, response to that, that's on you. Amen, somebody. That's on you. You don't have to be ugly. You don't have to be mean-spirited. You don't have to avoid people. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to talk about them like a dog. Amen, somebody. You don't have to do any of that. You can be compassionate and caring and loving and responsive as you can, where you can. Amen, somebody. So, so, so God has called us to not be judgmental about every instance. In some instances, some of us would be in jail today if it were not for the grace of God. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. Amen. I was meeting with a pastor, uh, some pastors the other day, and, and uh, we were talking to some folk who, you know, who supposedly were, you know, involved in some criminal activity, and this pastor said, well... He said, well, he said, well, he said well, when I was selling drugs, <laughs> in other words, I got some criminal activity in my own life. Amen. I got some stuff I've done. We have some stuff we've done. Amen. And grace prevailed. Mercy prevailed. Amen, somebody. So why not have compassion and love and concern for all people? Amen. Not, why not scrap the judgmentalness? God is calling us to have sibling love, a revolution of love. Amen, somebody. God is calling us to respect each other, not be judgmental. In, in Genesis 4.3, three says, In the course of the time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought uh, of the firstborn of his flock and of the fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. You know the rest of the story. He murdered his brother. He killed his own brother out of envy and jealousy because God showed favor toward his offering. He brought a flawed offering. He didn't bring his best. Abel brought his best. And as a result of another person bringing their best, you know, a lot, sometimes people will bring their A game and we're critical of them. They ain't, it ain't take all of that. Amen? It didn't take all of that. They just went way too far. We, 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 we're, we're discounting and devaluing what others do when we ought to be in a spirit of celebration. If you haven't found a way to celebrate other people's accomplishments, you're missing out on a whole lot of joy. Amen? If all you can celebrate is what stuff that good stuff happened to you, You're missing out on joy and laughter and cheerfulness and happiness that can come from a whole lot of different sources, and you need to rebuke that spirit of envy and jealousy, and that spirit of disconnecting, and that spirit of selfishness that's on you so hard that you can't even celebrate what other people accomplish. You can't cheer for somebody else. You can't applaud anybody else. Once you learn to applaud other people, you're gonna have a lot more laughter and joy in your life. Amen. Because you'll hear good stuff and say, Whoa, that's wonderful. Whoa, that's great. Wow, that's phenomenal. That's good news. You'll get a life, a real life. Because your life is too narrow, too small to be about all of life. We interconnect with people who have highs and lows. God wants us to be involved in their lows, but He also wants us to be involved in their highs, celebrate their accomplishments. Amen. You can't talk about things with some people without some comparison and contrast. I got a new car. Yeah, I got a new car a couple years ago, too. (laughs) How you like yours? You know? Oh, we're real good at that with children. You know, my my child's an A student. We can't let it stay there. We can't let it stay there. Somebody saying something nice about their child. We can't let it say, oh, my child's an A student, too, child. A student with awards and recognitions, and plaudits and plaudits, we're going to one-up you. Amen, somebody. In addition to that, he's a superb athlete. <laughs> Amen, I'm serious. We're good for this, this tip for tat Listen, if they don't ask for it, you don't have to necessarily volunteer. It's not a tit-for-tat. Amen. Celebrate. Stay in the moment with people and celebrate where they are. Amen, somebody. It's not a game of contrast and competition. If it becomes a competition, it's never going to be about connection. It's never going to be about bonding. It's never going to be about blessing somebody. It's never going to be about helping somebody. It's never going to be about Jesus. If it's a competition, it's never going to be about Jesus. Amen, somebody. You know, I had to learn to lose. Amen, somebody. That ain't easy. It's over laughing right now. That ain't easy, you know. Here you, you are, very competitive, and you know. And, and if you're very competitive, like, you know, you don't like to lose. You don't enjoy losing at all. But if that's your attitude, that you can't never lose, amen. Just think how people feel around you, amen. Somebody, they so competitive, they don't never let lose. Can't nobody else win? If we playing twiddling winks or cards or something, they all competitive, and they gotta make it all. You know, because it's competition. If it's competition, I will always lose connection. Connection is better and greater than competition. Amen. Amen. And ultimately, there's always gonna be somebody better. Amen. Amen, somebody. And they just may be built to be better. I was telling about my brother. He just built to be stronger. He had a lower center of gravity, a little more girth. Amen, somebody. And so he was built to be strong. It, I wasn't going to never be stronger than him. So why should I compare myself to somebody that I can never be like? Amen, somebody. You'll never be fast. you never jump high as a Zion. Amen, <laughs> somebody. That ain't, that ain't going to get 280 pounds up in the air like that. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> Amen, somebody. So, so why contrast? Celebrate. Why compare? Celebrate. Amen. Uh, You know, with our children, we got to have a sane estimation about where they are. And God wants us to love each other and celebrate one another. Can I get a witness in the house? So that leads to no partiality. Amen. James 2 and 1 says, my brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and the, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly... And a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there, you get back, amen, or sit down at my feet. Have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Amen, somebody. In other words, why are we judging and being partial based on somebody's job or based on somebody's education or based on somebody's uh, acquisitions and possessions? Amen. Why are we judging, folks, you know, and being partial toward the haves and have no partiality toward the have-nots? Amen. Be partial toward that person that's popular and then have nothing for somebody that's unpopular. Amen, somebody. we got to reach Across lines and stretch across the aisle to, to touch lives and to minister to people. It shouldn't be based on who can do something for you. Or what you know what, what have they done for you lately. It should be based on just simply connecting with another brother or sister in the glory of Almighty God. So that, that entails kindness, that entails humility, that entails patience, that entails a spirit of submission. Amen, somebody. You know, some folk not gonna break out their comfort zone and who they connect with. You gotta be like me, you gotta have something similar to me. If not, you may be trying to tug and tug at tug at me. I ain't got time for all of that. Well, God has called us to be above that. Because ain't none of that going into the kingdom with us. When you go to heaven or hell, there's two spots. We all we kind of neglect the second spot. Oh, I'm on my way to heaven. I sure hope so. If not, you're on your way to hell. Amen. <laughs> it's two spots. Amen. Somebody. So, 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 God is calling us to love one another, to care about one another, to be attentive to one another. Praise God. I think about sibling rivalry between Jacob and Esau. You remember that story? Amen. Jacob. You know, Jacob. Let's say Jacob was. Uh, He's a mama's boy. Amen, somebody. He and mom, you know, he love to be up under mom. He love to rain around the house. You know, you can tell he's smart. You know, he's intelligent. He's savvy. But but you can tell he ain't the most popular, the strongest, or anything like that. That's Esau. Esau is the, the, the huntsman. Y'all saw that movie, The Huntsman? E, Esau got skills. Amen, somebody. Esau is that guy that's popular. He's the guy that's strong. He's the guy that's agile. He's the guy that's fast. He's the guy that's the athlete. And, you know, he's, he's the guy that's the most popular. That's that's not Jacob. Jacob is soft-spoken. He's introverted. He's shy. He's in the background. Amen, somebody. And so Esau was his fa- was his father's son. So Esau gravitated to his, uh, you know, his dad gravitated Esau and uh, Mama gravitated to Jacob. You know, that's a problem in family. Amen, somebody. You know, you you gravitate to the boy. You've been waiting on this boy. To do what with? (laughs) Amen. To do the right thing? Amen. Or try to make him live out your dreams? Amen, somebody. See, with children, what is our, it's our responsibility is to help them to discover their dream, not to have them fulfill ours. You know, you want to be a pro football player. Now you want your child to be a pro football player. The child don't want to get hit upside the head. He don't want concussions and stuff like that. He ain't going for that. You know, yeah, he big and strong. No, that don't mean that don't mean that's what he want to do. He ain't you. He's from a different era. Praise God! Don't make him try to make him in your own image. Make him come out in the image of Almighty God. A unique person, <laughs> developed and, 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 and for 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 God's purposes, to be developed in Him. Praise God! But too often we're trying to change the children. Amen, somebody. So you know, so 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 Esau is strong. Jacob is weak. Esau is uh, is probably good looking. Jacob's kind of average. Amen, somebody. Esau is pragmatic. Jacob is a dreamer. Amen, somebody. Esau is extroverted. Jacob is introverted. Esau is is healthy. You know, Jacob's probably a little sickly. Amen, somebody. So you got this contrast. And usually we gravitate to the one that's strong, not the one that's weak. God's saying, pay attention. Open up your spirit of influence. Open up your eyes and your heart to everybody. But guess what? God saw in Jacob a leader. Now nah, he didn't go about it quite the right way, but God let it accomplish because basically uh, Esau's weakness was impetuousness. He was impetuous. He made decisions without thinking. Amen. Can I get a witness in that? He didn't think it through. Amen. Well, I want this. Go get it on the credit card. If you didn't think it through about the cost, how long you going to be paying for it and whether it was worth that, amen, to leverage your future for this temporary, you know, fulfillment. So, so Esau's impetuous. And, and Jacob, you know, his flaw was he was crafty and deceitful. Amen, somebody. So you know the story. You know, uh, uh, Jacob and his mom, they basically tricked duped uh, Esau and to, to exchange his birthright for something frivolous. So, Jacob becomes the leader, the inheritor. Wasn't in line to be that, but he seeks it and he secures it. And God later endorses it. Amen, somebody. But could it be that we're looking at the wrong thing? Amen. Jesus elevated Relationship to a different place. Jesus said, "Look, if you're gonna be my mother, my father, my sister, my brother, you got to love my God, and you got to be about my father's business." He he elevated relationship to character, love, forgiveness, sacrifice, compassion, self, you know, unselfishness. All these all these attributes elevated brotherhood and sisterhood. And if we want to be a good brother. We want to be a good sister, praise God. We need to capture these elements in our lives. To be forgiving, to be loving, to be kind, to be patient, amen, to be gentle, to be unselfish, to, to kill and squash pride, to get rid of jealousy and envy, amen, and malice, and hatred, you know, anger, praise God. Manage all of that. Partiality. Just ask God to help me manage my life in such a way where when I look at the character. I become the type of character. Person, character, content. God is. Guess what? When you do that, you become a spiritual influence. You well, well, how, how do I affect other people's lives? You affect other people's lives by becoming the best you. Amen. How do I become the best me? Seeking God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Praise God. Loving God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Loving my neighbor, praise God. In other words, I perfect love. I perfect relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I work to perfect relationship with family, friends, loved ones, coworkers, neighbors, community members, strangers, enemies. So I work to be the brother and sister that God wants me to be. Guess what happens? That's contagious. Somebody say, that's contagious. That spreads. Want that stuff? When they, when they see it in you, you know. I don't know how many funerals I've done, but I've done a lot of funerals. Nobody ever got up and said stuff like, you know, oh, they had some nice things in their house. Ooh. You know, they had some nice possessions. Or, Ooh, you know, all that kind. Of, they don't get up and say that. They, they get up and say the thing. They either don't say much at all, or they say, you know, something. She was loving. You know something? He was giving. Amen. This person was sacrificed. They would give you the shirt off their back. Amen, somebody. They were caring. They were compassionate. They were gentle. Amen, somebody. They were there for you. The, that's, the testimony goes like that. It's about character content, that's the thing that influences makes a difference in people's lives. It's not this rat race that we're involved in trying to get more and more stuff and things. Amen. God is calling us to represent him, to take on his image, and to let that thing shine. Let it it brighten up the environment in which we occupy, so that we can represent God and become the emissaries and ambassadors for Christ that he's calling us to be. Amen, It's not about, I'm stronger than you. bigger than you. You know, all that egotistical stuff, that conceited stuff, that prideful stuff. We gotta question that stuff and say, God, help me be content with where I am. Help me be content with who I am. Help me be content with my abilities, my skills, my expertise, my resources. Not have to compare or contrast myself with anybody else. Help me kill this sibling robbery among families co-workers and neighbors and help me represent you. Guess what? Additionally, it would become peace of mind. Because when you stop comparing yourself to other folk, you get peace. Amen. That's what they pressuring you. is your own expectations or false expectations of pressuring you. You need to get that pressure off your head and say, God, let me just be about your business. God, help me to be the best me, Lord God. Help me to be a loving brother and sister to all. A loving brother and sister to all. A loving brother and sister to all. all He's called us to love on each other. The scripture again says, how can you love somebody that you have never seen? God and hate your brother and sister. How can you do that? Mm-hmm. How can you have animosity, hostility, malice in your heart towards your brother and sister? Or how can you force yourself, distance yourself from your family? Amen, somebody. You can do better. You've heard better. You've, you've been given a different strategy for living. Amen somebody. So because I know I got a different strategy for living. I got a different approach for living. I can handle this. You can anticipate certain things. You know, you can anticipate somebody not being fair. You can anticipate somebody not being just. You can anticipate somebody not being loving. And then guess what? You can also envision some things. You can envision yourself you can envision yourself being kind, you can envision yourself being gentle, you can envision yourself responding appropriately to every circumstance and every situation so that we represent Christ. And guess what it brings? Peace. Because I ain't got ants or fear of nobody. Right? I ain't scared of you. You can come at me and ask me for anything. You can ask me for some money. I ain't got no money. I to take. You, but I love you. But I'm out of funds right now. came at me for some other reason, it didn't hurt me. If I'm ready for it, if I'm kind and gentle and loving, now I'm no longer scared, running, fearful, ducking, hiding, dodging, not answering the door, not answering the phone. Amen, somebody. Some folk, they've been trying to reach you forever. You done stopped picking up the phone. Oh, you represented Christ when you do that. Are you? You gotta call them back. Say, so I don't want to call them back, Bells. I really don't want I know what's gonna happen. But ready right your head, be in prayer. That's what prayer gives you. Strength. And strategy, strength, and strategy, strength, and strategy. Lord, help me be prayerful. I gotta talk to Pookie today. Amen, somebody. But you gotta talk to. You, you gotta reach out to him. You. you gotta respond to. You. you gotta be the better person in the midst of it all. Praise God. You gotta represent Christ and how you interact with people. You gotta answer. Phone. You gotta respond to email. Praise God. You gotta answer the door. because you come by the house. Unannounced. I ain't going know I'm up in there. Man. That's like Jesus. Did you ever seem like Jesus was in a hurry? Did it ever seem like he mind being interrupted? No, that's that's our problem. I'm busy. I don't want to be interrupted. Amen, somebody. Well, life is a series of interruptions. Believe me. You can always be interrupted. So get ready. Accept it. Embrace it. Say, no, this could be a divine appointment. This could be a providential engagement. You never know when God is going to use you to be a brother, to be a sister, to be a brother, to be a sister, to to be a brother, to be a sister. I'm so glad that Jesus is my brother. Amen. I'm so glad that he's my father. I'm so glad that he's closer to a brother. Than he's there for me, that I can interrupt him at any time, praise God. And he gives audience to me in prayer, praise God. He's not too busy to attend to all my needs. He's not too busy to be compassionate for me. He's not too busy, praise God, to make time for little old me. He loved me so much that he died on the cross for my sins. He died on the cross so I could be given of my sins. He died on the cross so that I could be renewed and atoned and reconciled and connected with God again, praise God. And so because Jesus has sacrificed for me, I got to be willing to sacrifice for somebody else. That's what brothers and sisters do. The word of God says that a brother is built for adversity. Amen. If I'm a real brother, I'm built to help somebody go through. Amen, somebody. I want to invite somebody to be a part of the brotherhood, the sisterhood of Christ, the family of God, the kingdom of God, the church, Jesus Christ, the body of Christ. Amen. He wants us to be a part of it. He said, I gave my life for her, the church. So we invite you to get connected to him. You can make a public expression today. you can step out into his aisles, come forward in his name. We'll reach you. You can come for prayer, you could come to connect to the church you could come asking God to fill you with the spirit you may already be filled, already know Jesus now it's time to have a church home a family that you're connected to and strategize about how we might be better together in reaching a community for Christ because our job is undone until people are saved all throughout this region and beyond we got work to do, somebody said we got work So we invite you to get engaged. We invite you to get involved. We invite you to connect or reconnect in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to worship for a few moments, and the invitation is extended. And we're waiting on you. It's time to respond. Thank you, Jesus.